know you have missed us at the B Contagious Leadership Experience. But we are back, and we've got a great, great guest today. In honor of the start of the NFL season, we have a good friend of mine, Coach Jennifer King, who is the assistant running back coach for the Washington Commanders. We are going to talk about leadership at that level, her climb up the NFL ladder, and how she got her start when her and I were camp counselors for Duke women's basketball. So I want you to sit back, get ready for the NFL season by listening to the one and only Coach Jennifer King. Guys, before we get started, I want to talk to you about the power of gratitude. It is the missing superpower when it comes to our players, our coaches, our family members, everyone. You know, so I encourage you to head over to HernandoPlanels.com. We've put together a great 30-day gratitude journal called the High Performing Gratitude Journal. It's designed for your athletes, for your coaches, for your people to increase performance each and every day. You are going to unleash the power of gratitude and you will reach levels in your life that you can't even imagine. So head over to the website, HernandoPlanels.com. Hope you pick it up and I'll talk to you soon. It is a great day on the Be Contagious Leadership Podcast because I have a tremendous coach friend. I've known her for years. I don't even know how long I've known you, coach, but it's Coach Jennifer King. She is, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the assistant running backs coach, right, for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, (laughs) finally did some research and I know what I'm doing today. Coach, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am living the dream. I know that we've been trying to get this podcast on for a while, you and I and everything else, but your busy schedule and and everything else. Now, for those who don't know, Coach has had this amazing life coaching career and we got to meet each other. I think it was, were we working Duke camp together? Duke women's basketball camp together? Yeah, Yeah. long time ago. We were Duke women's basketball camp together. And what I loved, I've seen her just progress, progress. And I don't know how, I'm sure you're the same way with your other coaching friends, but like from afar, I'm like this cheerleader, like, yes, come on, coach, come on, keep going. So if you don't mind just giving just a little background on you, um, just so some of the people who haven't Googled you yet, which I strongly encourage everybody to do to find out who you are and, and everything else. Yeah, man, it was just a crazy journey. Um, But like you alluded to, I was in basketball. So um, following college, I started coaching college basketball at Greensboro College in North Carolina. And um, I was a volunteer assistant at the time. So I was doing a bunch of other things, too, just to be able to coach. Um, Ultimately, got bumped up into a paid role at Greensboro. So I ended up being in Greensboro for um, like eight years. I was there for a while just because the situation was a good situation. We were successful. I was learning a lot. Um, then ultimately, um, I've got a head coaching position at Johnson and Wells in Charlotte. Um, and that's kind of where all this football stuff started. Although I had been playing football for a long time. I was playing football while I was coaching um, college <laughs> basketball. So um, got to Johnson and Wells. It was a program just started, um, you know, was kind of middle of the road, needed some work. So I got in there and just started working and grinding. And uh, we turned into a you know a successful team at uh, when I got to Johnson and Wells, my office was literally right beside the Carolina Panthers, like practice facility and stadium, wow. like, like yeah. feet away. So, um, you know, I could hear practice and I would go watch practice sometimes. And um, I guess at this point I was a year in at Johnson and Wells and they, they had the women's coaches forum put on by the NFL down in Florida. Um, so I got selected to go there. 
Um, I was actually out on the road recruiting, reached out to the lady with the NFL and she just put me on. It was, it was wild how fast all that happened. But so uh, when I'm there, Coach Rivera from the Panthers is there. So obviously we're next door. He doesn't know who I am. Obviously right. I know who he is. Um, so my sole purpose of those two days was to get some FaceTime with him, get some one-on-one time. <laughs> Just so he knows who I am. So I can kind of just shoot my shot. Right. Um, so I did that. We, you know, we made a connection. He was like, yeah, we get back to Charlotte, hit me up and we'll, you know, we'll go from there. So he invited me over. Um, I thought I was going to be there like two days. Um, I ended up being there like four or five months. Um, so it was crazy. Things just took off <laughs> from that. But I was next door. So I could still do my head coaching duties and everything. My AD was super cool because it was kind of in the right. offseason for us. Um, so I did that. And, you know, following a year, we ended up winning a national championship at Johnson well so you know life is going well um but after you know I'm comfortable but after that that time with the Panthers I kind of knew I just wanted to coach football it was like you know that experience was amazing and then um around October of that next season obviously we're in season I get contacted by Hans Ward he's with the AF he invites me to go coach in Arizona with Rick Neuheisel so I had to make a decision uh so I ended up just walking away from basketball after Thanksgiving which was crazy it was hard to do um but I, but I did it. And uh, since then, you know, I've been in Arizona. I was back with the Panthers. Uh, I was at Dartmouth and uh, now about to start year four uh, here in Washington. Wow. I tell you, you know, for all the people and the coaches uh, are listening, let's do this rundown. All right. Greensboro College Division three. Mm-hmm. Johnson Wales win a national championship. And that's the United States, right? USCCA or whatever. Yeah, USCA. Small colleges. Okay. Yep. And listen, and I'm telling everybody, like winning a national championship is a big deal. Any level, any place, any time, you know, to build something, especially from scratch and to win a championship. Then you go into your football odyssey. Talk mm-hmm. about how important it was for you to take a chance on yourself, right? I mean, you've got everything going at Johnson and Wales. You got this thing like, hey, I could... I could move up, be a D2, D1 head coach very quickly, but instead I'm going to go try and coach football when <laughs> at the time, like you're a pioneer, right? You're one of the few, the first ones to get in it. How, how was that process for you? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, the, the funny thing is it, it all just kind of came from a movie. Um, <laughs> I was, I, uh, I remember I was coaching. I remember we had like an early days and uh, the movie Hidden Figures was out. Uh, so I finally got a chance to go see it. And, you know, I'm happy. I'm comfortable in my life. And then I see right. these like, amazing women like doing these amazing things. And I, like when I lead a movie, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I feel like. <laughs> I can do more. <laughs> and then, then I find out that I'm like related to one of them. So I was like, oh, I definitely can do more. Like this right. in my blood. So I just I just started doing it, man, and, and putting everything in place. And ultimately you have to bet on yourself and just not be afraid. Um, like I, I felt I was in a position basketball-wise. If I went to football, it didn't go well. I fell on my face. I could just come back to basketball. <laughs> like right. that was kind of my my thing there. I didn't, but um you know, once I left and went to football, I, I felt like I was all in. Like basketball wasn't on my mind anymore because I felt like that was they'll be taking up space or something that could be more productive in football. So um, that's just kind of how it all went down. Now, was there any part of you that as you entered football, all right, now you're thinking of long term, was there a party like, oh my gosh, like what if this does it? Like I'm with, with Coach Newhouse right now. What if this doesn't work? then what am I going to do? Like, were you, did you go back and forth or was it really like, screw it? I'm in it. Let's just, let's make it happen. 
I went all in, you know, mm-hmm. put the chips in, back away from the table type of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was, I feel like anything in my life, I just figure it out as it comes. <laughs> I never really think about what could happen or, you know, stuff like that. Just like this, how I always, I feel like I got elevated in coaching. I never thought about what was next, really. I just, right. where I was and opportunities happen. Oh, I love it. Now, when you went into it, talk about your coaching style. Like, did you change, adjust? What were some new things you were learning or things you're like, you know what, what I did here at Johnson Wales can absolutely turn into what I do in football. Yeah, I think the most important thing going into football was just building those relationships. That's something I did when I got to Johnson Wales was building a relationship with each player on the team. And obviously football is different. There's way too many people that have those type of relationships with everybody, but you do have a position group. Um, So I wanted to build those relationships with those guys just to help them get better. And going into that, you know, I had intern with the Panthers. So, I mean, I had some like credibility going in and, you know, I never faced any like, you know, what's she going to teach me type of attitude. I just wanted to be better um, because a lot of those guys that I was coaching AF, they wanted to get to the NFL where I had been, you know, Mm -hmm. so they didn't want to pick my brain on how to get there and building those relationships was kind of the basis of being their coach. Um, And I think that's how it all worked out. And when you're building relationships with the players, is there something that you keep like a mental notebook? Because, you know, when you have a lot of players, even in your position group, you got to remember different things. What was your process in saying like, I'm going to build because, you know, we say this all the time. We want to build relationships. Was there something? Was it like touching base every day? Was it texting? Was it grabbing coffee? Like what was something that worked for you? Yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, finding an opportunity to check in on them, um, try to make mental notes. Sometimes I did write stuff down like, right. you know, oh, this is kid's name or his kid's birthday is next week. Just to make, you know, just to build those relationships. And, I, you know, I want, didn't want to write down too much because I wanted to be mm-hmm. truly genuine. But sometimes you have to, because like you said, it's a lot of people. Um, but I think, you know, that, that just shows that you care, you know, if you know their partner's name or you know what they have going on in their life outside of football. Um, I think that's huge. Yeah. Talk about sort of your kind of everyday type of schedule, like on a typical day. I know there's not a typical day, but I mean, there's different schedules, but you know, for you, like what time do you get in the office? Like what is just some things that you do that gets you going every single day? Yeah. Um, in season, you know, it's a grind. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we get into the office five thirty, six o'clock, um, on most days, sometimes it's a little later, and um, usually on about two, three days out of the week, we have a running back meeting at 7 a.m. Mm. Um, so, you know, I try to get some things done before that meeting. And then the day starts with that meeting. Um, we'll be in there for about 45 minutes going over some, you know, some things in the game plan for that week. Then we have a team meeting at eight. Um, and from that time, we go into special teams, which I'm not a part of. Um, and then we go into our offensive meeting, position meetings. And that brings us up to about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then we'll, we'll go out to practice and practice for about two hours or so. And we'll come in and we'll watch the tape as offensive staff. And um, then we'll watch it again with the players. So um, then at that time, they're usually done for the day unless they have mm-hmm. some stuff they want to get done. So it's about five o'clock. And then we start doing, you know, our individual duties, which, um, you know, each week I make uh, different matchup takes for our guys of the linebackers and okay. safety going to face. So just uh, instead of them having to watch hundreds of clips, I watch right. the hundreds of clips and pull things out for them. <laughs> and they can watch, you know, 20 instead. So and then I present that to them every week. Um, and then we also do um, similar run tapes. So obviously a lot of people run a lot of the similar things. So I try to pull clips 
of people of things that we do just to show them. And um, it's, it's organized in a cut up and uh, also do uh, similar passes as well. Um, and I present those as well during the week. So, um, you know, that's kind of every day. We usually get out. Just depends, man. <laughs> sometimes, right. sometimes you get out at nine. Sometimes I'll be 1030 that night <laughs> and then uh, do it again the next day, just getting prepared. And then later in the week, I usually start um, getting ahead to the next opponent. Cause if you wait to the next week, you'll never get everything done. So right. that's what I usually try to do around Thursday or Friday and start working on our next opponent doing those same things. Mm-hmm. That is one heck of a schedule. Like I yeah. <laughs> love listening to it. Right. Because that means, I mean, you've got to be locked in, but the players as well too have to go ahead and be ready to go, whether they're number one, on the depth chart or, you know, number three on the depth chart or, or whatever it is when you're, looking at, at your coaching career. And obviously there's always talk like, Hey, you got to act like a professional, right? Players, or you want to like, you want to get more playing time. Is there a difference when it came to you talking to your college players um, compared to football in terms of how to be a professional or how to approach you, like your work ethic, your everyday thing that you have to do? Yeah, it's actually a big difference. Um, just because these guys are, they're professionals. This is their livelihood. They have families. Um, it's tough to make a team in the NFL. It's tough to stay on the team in the NFL. Um, so I think, you know, in college, you know, you're just trying to get them locked in at the mm-hmm. task at hand. You know, they have so many other things outside of basketball. Um, you know, every once in a while you'll get somebody who could be a good pro. Um, right. But most of them, they're not, they may play a little bit after, but, you know, they move on into, onto life where, you know, this is their these guys' lives. So it's much different how you communicate and just how you prepare them every single day. And then we also prepare them for life as well, just because, you know, we always say football is going to be such a small part of their lives when you look back at it. Um, so we also prepare them for things afterwards, but I think their, their mentality and their work ethic and their attitude is a little different. Yeah. I had a chance. Um, I went down to the Tennessee Titans practice facility, by the way, I have to tell you the security of these NFL teams <laughs> are unbelievable. Okay. So <laughs> I know, uh, Mitch, Mitch is the team chaplain for the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. if you know him no. and he used to be, he was the team chaplain at Duke for Duke football. And so he's like, he's like, yeah, just, just come on down. Just go to this gate. Tell me here to see me. I said, all right. So I drive down there. I get in security lets me in. I don't know where to park. So I park anywhere. I see players walking into an entrance. I was like, all right, I'll walk into that entrance. So I text Mitch. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm coming in. So I go in, I walk into the players and, you know, they have like the thumbprint or whatever to go in. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know where uh, Mitch is? Like, yeah, yeah, right around the corner. So I go in the corner. Mitch's like, ah, all right. So this goes on. We sit down in his office. This goes for 30 minutes. All of a sudden, there are these like two guys walking up and down the hallways, like looking in in, in the doors. <laughs> well, finally, the guy walks in and is like, who's that? He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Hernando. I put him on the list. Where'd he park? I was like, I, I, whatever spot was open, sir. Yeah. That's all I did. He goes, did you walk in through the, I mean, I was getting interrogated. Did you walk through the gates? I was like, yeah, because <laughs> Mitch was like laughing. He's like, man, don't, man, don't, don't worry about, it. but I caused a huge ruckus that morning. Cause I took some <laughs> player spot, which then he took some other player spot. Oh, and you I was messed like, up everything. <laughs> I messed up everything. I mean, the security is unreal, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it has to be. It's a lot of a lot of valuable assets and money in those buildings. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm so sorry. Mitch was like, man, don't worry about it. It's 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 fine. But you got it. He's a team chaplain for the tennis center. You 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 guys got to I got to link you guys up. Just a yeah, great soul sure. yeah. um, with with everything else. But while I was down there, I also met uh, Pat O'Hara who's a quarterback coach for the Titans. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat and I worked on a couple movies together. He was oh, on yeah. the longest yard and, and, yeah. and everything else. Um, but he's got a great story, by the way, I'm going off on a tangent here. This has nothing to do with coach. King, everybody. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It has nothing to do with it. But oh, good, man. As you look at, at your career, um, what, I mean, is there, I don't want to say like an end goal or end mission, but are you, are you just like, are you in a point of your life, which I think, you said earlier being in the, in the place where I am and saying, Hey, I'm going to go for as long as I can in this career, be good with my players, be a professional, do everything I need to do moving forward. Or is there something like, ah, I got to do this. I got to do this one thing. It's it's not really like that. Like, you know, like I talked about when I was assistant at Greensboro for all all those years, like I had multiple offers to go to the D1 level to be an assistant or to go here to be, I turned down some head coaching jobs to -hmm. stay there because I felt like I was growing a lot. We were successful. Like my head coach at the time, he let me do head coach stuff so I could learn. Um, And that's kind of how I feel now. Like I work with a great guy, Randy Jordan's our running back coach. I learned so much from him. He's such a great guy. We have one of the best rooms in the league. Um, So I'm not like in a hurry for the next step. Oh, I got to do this. Like I'm so locked in on just making our room better and things will happen. Like I just don't worry about it. You know, I, I live in the moment, um, you know, sure. It'd be nice to do X, Y, Z, but whatever. Like if it happens, it happens. Um, I'm happy things are going well. So I don't, you know, I don't spend too much time looking on things like that in the future. Yeah. And when you're talk to other coaches, like what is your message to them on taking a chance on themselves. Now, obviously it may not be an NFL opportunity. It may be something simply as just, I'm going to get into a sales job or I'm going to do this for my family. Like what are, what are a couple of things you think that someone should know when they go all in on themselves? Yeah. I mean, you, I think you can't, you, you got to do that. You got to be all in. You can't have like one toe in mm-hmm. kind of looking back, you know, you got to really go all in and not think about, you know, what could happen or what things that can go wrong. Like you just got to do it. You know, they say scared money don't make money. Right. So <laughs> that's, that's the attitude you got to have. Like you got to right. jump all the way in and, you know, whatever happens, I'll handle it when it happens, but I'm not just going to spend time thinking about it. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's such a, so many people want to take chances on themselves, but they don't, right. It's some sort of fear or, or, or whatever else it is um, with everything else. But I think you're a true example of, of taking that. Right. And, and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this for me and see if I could investigate like what another passion is. And it's something that, that you want to do. I mean, you were right next door to like the Panthers, right. Which you took advantage of those opportunities, which, which you absolutely should do. Um, when it comes to, I think coaching, right. Our talk about your coaching style. Uh, were you a yeller? Were you never a yeller? Are you like, like, you know, there's this clip. I don't know if you saw of um, the Colorado Buffaloes had their, I think it was the tight ends coach came in and yeah. was like, had everybody go up into tension. And then like, it went crazy. Cause everyone on Twitter is like, that's why that guy's now in the NFL because right. like he, you know, with everything, but how, what is your coaching style? Are you constantly trying to find your coaching style or now are you comfortable with how you approach things? 
I think early on I learned to, as an assistant, to give what the team needed. You know what I'm saying? Like um, my first boss, he was always big about having a very diverse staff um, with different backgrounds just to give teams different aspects of things. And then, you know, with him, he was kind of laid back, which is more my style. But then we had another assistant who was like that fire and fire person and yelling and, and doing all those <laughs> things. So then he became the head coach later. So then I couldn't be yelling because we can't have everybody yelling. This right. doesn't make sense. So I was the calm person. Um, <laughs> then, you know, once I became the head coach, sometimes they needed to be yelled at. So I would yell at them when they needed to be yelled at. I would be that tough disciplinarian when they needed it. But they didn't need it all the time. So I wasn't like that all the time. So yeah. I think it's important to balance out things um, just because you can't have too much of the same thing. Like in our room now, you know, the guy I work with, he's more of that energy you know, he might yell, he might get upset. And I'm more of that calming voice um, in our room for balance. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, you need balance in your room. You need balance in your staff. Right. Along, along with that, how much, um, I know this is probably a very elementary question, but how much does gratitude play a part in your life? Oh man, I'm so thankful. Um, you know, just everything, my journey, um, how I was raised, the chances I took, um, the opportunities I created for myself. I'm just grateful for it all. So I think that's something that I, uh, I don't, a day doesn't go by. I don't think about, you know, just being grateful, being thankful yeah. for everything. I just, you know, career wise, we're just in life. So I think it's super Great. important. The, I got just a few more questions. Uh, when you, in the beginning of your football career, coaching career, how was it trying to build relationships in, I mean, you were familiar with football, but now this is the NFL, like how, and, and, and I only ask this question because I know there are a lot of coaches out there who see someone who see like a head coach and like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can go talk to, talk to them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that, that, uh, anxiety feeling like, oh, I'll, I'll run into him later on. Right. Like, but what was that like for you and for coaches? And it's more than obviously taking a chance on yourself. Like we talked earlier, but like, how was those feelings for you as you were just approaching different coaches? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it was smooth. You know, I was a pretty good networker going in. Like I'm one of those people, I don't necessarily like to talk and meet people, but when I need to, I don't have a problem doing it. You know, like I don't want to do this, but this is what I need to do. I need to meet right. them. They need to know who I am. So when I got there, um, it was smooth, man. I think a lot of those guys, they made it easier too. It's not like they were hard to approach or mm -hmm. hard to talk to. Like everybody was cool. And, you know, I forget, um, I think it may have been in OTAs, um, when like the real players get there, like I had been with some of the rookies and, you know, people trying out for the team, but like Luke Keekley, who's like the, one of the best players in NFL, it's my first day with all of them. So I'm kind of standing against the wall in my little spot in team meeting. And I'll never forget. He walks by. He's like, Hey, I'm Luke. Nice to meet you. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I had his Jersey at home. Like, so I know who he is, but for him to do that, I mean, I think it just shows what type of guy he is, but it was more people doing those same things. So I think, you know, they made it a lot easier. It wasn't like a weird situation when I'm trying to meet people and talk to people because everybody was so open and, you know, open and welcome. So yeah. I think that helped a lot. They're just people, right? Yeah. They're, ju yeah. they're just people. That's all. All right. Last question for you, coach. All right. When they make the full featured film about your life, <laughs> who is playing coach Jennifer King? Oh man, that's tough, man. Cause there's so many layers, right? So you gotta, you have <laughs> to have somebody that kind of, 
you know, a little athletic because you got to yep. cover my, my football career. I played right. for a long time. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I can't have it looking fake. You know, we got to yeah. have it looking real if they're going to show it. So, uh, man, um, I think, you know, I think Sonali, she did such a good job in love yep. basketball. So yep. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. We're going to sign her up. We're going to make your movie and sign her <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, now where, if someone just wants to shoot you an email or a DM, you're on social media, what's probably the best way just for, for people yeah. to reach out to you? Yep. Um, you can DM me. Um, I'm on all of the platform, well, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I always forget my names, but I think it's like Jennifer <laughs> King five or Jennifer right. dot King five or something like that. But yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. All right. We'll put that in the show notes. I tell you, I'm, I'm like one of your biggest fans, like an undercover one of your biggest fans is because of those days when we're working at Duke women's basketball camp. And I remember you and I think Walter, right? Walter Hamilton was another coach who came working with Duke and was at Greensboro as well too. And there was a bunch of other people, but I I remember those. That's, that's gotta be like 10 to 12 years ago, I think. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Right. So the thing is, and again, it's like life can change so quickly. If that's like 12 to 13 years ago and fast forward, now you're in the position you're in, right? Like I know you're a huge inspiration to so many people. I'm so honored that you came by today to the podcast. I also honor when I say, saw you when you came to the big 10, uh, yeah, with with all that stuff. So coach, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Best of luck in everything you do. And you know, Hernando, is your one of your biggest fans. All right. Absolutely, man. I love you, man. All right. Love you too, coach. Talk to you later. You will not find a more genuine NFL coach than coach Jennifer King of the Washington commanders. Now make sure you follow her advice. She just dropped tidbits of amazing information that'll help you take a next step in your career. Make sure you follow her on all social media outlets and follow her team the Washington Commanders. In the meantime, if you go on and drop us a like, a subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, everywhere where you find the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. Till next time, I love you and continue to be contagious for others and everyone around you. Love y'all.